the long way to freedom. Life is a journey that must be trod. Life is a journey that must be engaged. There are twists and there are turns on this journey that sometimes leave us scratching our heads saying, when God win. Have you ever tried to figure out when God was going to give you that which he promised? Have you ever wondered when God was going to come through on his plans? Have you ever thought about why God is taking so long? There are times in life where it feels like, seems like, and the fact is, God is taking a long time. <laughs> uh, and, and, and can I just tell you, it's God's prerogative to take the length of time God decides to take. And let me tell you something. I would rather have God show up late because he wanted to be on time than him to come early because I wanted him to come right now. I, I, I'd rather for God to show up when God wants to because I heard it said that when he comes, he may not come when you want him, but he is always on time. He's an on-time God, even though it seems like he comes in just a little bit late. And God sometimes takes people down paths that can be the long road. Why would God, in his infinite wisdom and his his all-knowing, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent self. Why would God take people the long way? God has the power to take out anything in our way. God has the power to turn things around. God has the power of switching things and, and flipping things. God has the power of reordering things simply with just his words. God has the power to do some stuff. So why not take us the shorter way? Well, I think today in our text, it allows us to see just how God maneuvers and God moves in the moments when we feel like God is taking longer than we want. Let me catch you up in the story. The Israelites in our text, the, the, the central characters of this story are the Israelites. The Israelites are being freed from Egypt. In Egypt, there is a mean and nasty Pharaoh. And this king of Egypt has now decided acquiesce to God's request by sending Moses to his court to say, let my people go. Now, Pharaoh has allowed the, the Israelites to be released. And they're now on their way where to the promise that God has set up for them. Watch this. They're on their way to the promise. They're on their way to the place that God has, but God had to free them from bondage first. Pharaoh decided to let them free. He let the people go. And now the people are walking and talking and heading to their victory, to, to their freedom in the wilderness. They're heading in the wilderness. They don't know where they're going. So they have to be led by a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night because they don't have GPS. I know some of y'all have ways and, and Google Maps and all those beautiful things. But the Israelites, all they had was a cloud in the day and a fire at, the, at night. And let me tell you something. If you keep it simple, God will show you just how to get there. Uh, the, the Israelites are trying to get to this place and they are free to absolutely go anywhere they want to. But if they stay following the cloud and stay following the fire, they'll get to the promise. But when they are 
leaving Egypt, God does a thing. And, 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 and it picks up right here where we are in verse 17. It says, when the king of Egypt let the people go, God did not take them by the road that goes up the coast of Philistia. He, he, he decided, and although it was a short way, he decided that I was going to take them the longer way. And, and what it shows us is, and this is my first point that I want to present to us today. It shows us that God will manipulate our movements to maximize our momentum. Watch this. What, what God does is God maneuvers the people of God through the wilderness because he wanted to take them a longer way because of them. Okay. And, and, and I need you to catch this formula for God's action. Eternal provision comes based on of internal proclivities and external problems. Let me say it another way. The way God moves is based on who you are and who's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. The way God is going to move, he's going to move you is based on two things, you and that which is in front of you. And and what God shows us is, is that God is moving us based on where we're moving. God is moving us based on where he's moving us from and moving us to. And what God wants to do for us is that he's got to get us from point A to point B. But sometimes God will throw a zigzag to help you out. I know, I know what you're saying. You're saying, God, I can handle it. God, I can take care of it. Now, God said, you don't know what I know. You don't know like I know. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. And so if I put a zigzag on your life, it's so I'm trying to keep you alive in your life. And any, can anybody, while I'm right here, can anybody thank God for a zigzag? It may have thrown you for a loop. It may have cost you a little bit of money. It may have made you almost lose your mind, but yet the zigzag you still hear. Is anybody glad for the zigzag? Sometimes God will zig and zag you in order to keep you alive. He will manipulate our movements in order to maximize our momentum. Here's what God is after. God says, I've got to move you from, from Egypt to the promised land. And although I could take you through the land of the Philistines, I, if I take you through the land of the Philistines, you will thwart your own promise. Which suggests to us that there are certain people on our paths and certain things that can come to us that will make us abort our own promises. <laughs> There are just times in life that some things God don't want you to encounter. He will manipulate your movement so he can maximize your momentum. He said, listen, I can't let you meet so-and-so because so-and-so will stop you from going somewhere. I can't let you go in this place because this place will stop you from going in that place. I can't let you take this job because this job will stop you from taking the job. I can't let you go over here and do this thing because this thing will stop you from doing that thing. And God says, I will manipulate, control, and handle all of your movements to maximize your momentum. I'm trying to keep you going, baby. I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling on the river and I'm trying to make it somewhere okay let me let me let me let me go a little bit can i go just a little bit deeper i want to go a little bit deeper why god why god are you treating me this way 
Why, God, would you treat me this way when 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 I could just go straight across the straight across the field and get right to where I need to go? Why, God, are you treating me this way? Why are, why are you making me wait so long? Why am I still single in my 40s, God? Why am I still jobless and I got a great resume? Why, God, am I still in this place where I can't figure out up from down? Why am I still depressed? Why, God, are you taking me the long way? Here's why I think God would take us the long way. He will manipulate our movements and take us the long way. The reason why God will manipulate our movements to maximize our momentum and take us the long way is because God is motivated by our mindset. God says the reason why I move you like I move you is because of the way you think. The way, the reason why I move you like I move you is because of your internal proclivities. See, every time you get, you find yourself in some trouble, you want to retreat to your past. Mm, okay, I'm, I'm in some Kool-Aid today. I thought, oh yeah, it's red. That's what it is. I can taste it. I, the, the reason why I'm treating you like I'm treating you is because you haven't matured in your mind enough not to retreat to your past when the going get tough and the tough get going. Every time you find yourself lonely, you're texting the wrong person. Every time you find yourself jobless, you're going to the wrong place. Every time you find yourself in certain situations, you keep reverting back to your old self. And what I'm trying to get you to understand is I need you to grow up to a place where even if it's bad, you still ain't going back to the stuff I delivered you from. Even though it's bad today, you still don't ever think yesterday's bad was good enough for you today. And and what and what God is saying is the reason why I zigzag you and manipulate your life and put you on certain paths today is because I'm motivated how you think about how you think. Go back to verse 17 and, and let me prove it to you. It said, God thought, I do not want the people to change their minds. Hello. See, you thought I won't preach in the Bible. Do you know who I, I preached? The, verse 17 of Exodus chapter 13 says, and he says, I don't want them to lose or change their minds and return to Egypt when they see that they're going to have to fight. <sighs> God says, he said, I don't like the, I like the way the good news translation says God thought God is thinking about you. And when God does what he does to you, he's thinking about you and he's thinking about you. But wait a minute, God, you said, I ain't never been out here before. So I ain't never had a chance to do it. He said, yeah, I know who you are. I know the choices you're going to make before you even make the first choice. And I ain't even going to let you mess up like this and mess up what I delivered you from. He says, I know the Israelites this their first time in the wilderness, but I know who they were back in, in slavery. And I knew where their minds were then. And so even though you change your scenery, you still haven't changed your mentality. And God will manipulate our movements to maximize our momentum. He's trying to move you forward. Somebody write that. He's moving me forward. He's moving me forward. He's moving me forward. He's moving me forward. He's moving you to that next place. He's moving you to that next promise. He's moving you to that next glory. He's moving. God almighty, I feel it now. He's moving you to that next level. He's moving you to the greater. He's moving you. He's moving you. And it might not be what you want it to be, but it's going to be what you need, baby. Woo! I feel it now. Is there anybody glad that God will move you when he needs to? He will move you to the left when you need to
to be left. He'll move you to the right. I feel it now. He'll move you to the right when he needs to move you. And, and this is what I say. God, any way you want to move me, move me. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. It's the last point. Our movements may be misunderstood by the masses. The long way to freedom. Check me in verse 18. Verse 18 says, Instead, he led them in a roundabout way through the desert towards the Red Sea. The Israelites were armed for battle. Okay. So, what you hear and see in verse 18 is that instead of taking them up the coast on the Philistines' side, he took them in the area called the, the Sea of Reeds, the, the, the Red Sea. He took them over a, a different way, a marshier terrain. He took them by the Red Sea. And, and, and when they left Egypt, the Bible says in verse 18 that the Israelites were armed for battle. Now, I need, I need to clarify something here because this, when you read this in the Good News translation, this translation may be mis, um, misinterpreted. This, this translation may be misinterpreted to, to, to the degree where you don't catch what's really happening. Let me, let me tell you, when I, when I read this, the Israelites were armed for battle it suggests to us that they had weapons. It suggests to us that they, they had military armament. They had guns, they had chariots, they had horses, uh, they had bows, they had shields, they had staffs, they had spears. Uh, that's what it suggests to us, that they were armed for battle. But when you read these words in the original language, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, when you read it in the Hebrew language, it's not saying that they had arms. It's saying they left Egypt in a formation. The, the, the words that are written in the original language doesn't say that they had armaments. They had weapons. It said they left Egypt in a formation. Okay. okay. All right. What, 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 what do you say? So, so, so they leave Egypt with no weapons, but they left in a formation that was prepared for battle. So they didn't have anything to fight with. They were just in a formation that is could be viewed and seen as a fighting formation. Come, come, come on in, lean on in. I'm trying to help you. Their formation means they didn't leave armed to fight. They left arranged in a fighting formation. And so it suggests to us that even though, because in verse 17, he says, I know they're going to have to fight. But how is it that God says they're going to have to fight and he didn't let them leave with no weapons? And the reason why he, I believe they had to fight is because they were in the formation of fighting. What they were was, was a threat based on the way they looked. Oh, God, I feel it. I feel it. Do you feel it? 
it, it, it suggests to us that they didn't have weapons and those weapons were a threat. But the mere fact of how they arranged themselves, how they formed themselves, how they grouped themselves, it looked like a threat. Okay, okay. And, and, and what it suggests to us is, is that they had a look that will get them in trouble. How many of us, I feel it, I really do. Man, my toe is coming up to my ankle right now. Listen, how many of us have had some people who were threatened by us and we ain't even opened our mouth yet? Oh, how many of us have had people who have scandalized our name and we don't even know them? How many people that we know who have unfriended us on Facebook and social media and we ain't done nothing to them? How many people do you know who treat you like junk and you ain't never said a mumbling word to them? It is because maybe you got a formation that looked like you threatened to fight. Maybe it looked like you were a threat when you don't have no weapons because some folk just don't like how you look. Some folk don't look like how God looks on you. Some folk don't like the anointing on you. Some folk don't like the gifting in you. Some folk just don't like the fact that you are you and you are you unapologetically. And I wish somebody would say hallelujah in the comments and say, I don't care what you think. I will be in formation. I'm here to stay. I'm here to stand because I am who I am. I am what God made me. I am what God has given me and I will bless him and I will beat me at the same time. Oh my goodness. And you know why God moves us the long way? Because our movements may mis be misunderstood by the masses. Folks see us as a threat simply because of the way we look. And what God says to us is, is that the reason why I manipulate your movements and your movements may be misunderstood is because I'm trying to move you to get you to think different about me. All God wanted for the Israelites was for them to know his power. And the reason why. God is taking you the long way, taking us the long way to freedom. It's because God wants us to see his power.